This episode of Food for Thought is intended for mature audiences and may contain adult language and themes. Listener discretion is advised. <laughs> This is Fuda for Thought, and I'm your host, Carlo Fuda. Fuda for Thought is a space to challenge your perceptions and to savor la dolce vita, the sweet life. Like any edible morsel, it can be difficult to swallow or leave you hungry for more. I hope that wasn't unbearable for you. I'm eating an apple. And I was like, you know, this is called food for thought. (laughs) So maybe sometimes I should talk about some food. Or bring some food onto the show. Show. This is an expressive outlet for me. (laughs) Plus, I have cognitive behavioral therapy. But hey, it's all good. So I'm sitting here eating an apple. I have some sauce simmering. It's early afternoon. Not feeling the best, but I'm feeling pretty chipper now. (laughs) So some of my chores. I'm going to sit here and work on some things after I record this episode. But now I totally forgot what I was going to record about, so I guess this will be the abortion episode. Not an easy topic, apparently, for the United States of America. So I figured some food for thought while my sauce is cooking because I don't know what I want to have yet. Like, do I want to make like a sausage and tomatoes? Because I just have regular crushed tomatoes cooking with a little bit of olive oil, a little bit of salt, and I'd put a pinch of sugar and um, olive oil, salt, and sugar, and that's it, just like like a pinch. And I'll probably go out and try to pick some, a couple basil leaves and just throw it in there. And that's just going to simmer all day while I'm trying to do things and doing my physical therapy and, you know, if I had visitors or whatever, you know, I don't know. So it's just going to simmer because I'm really not hungry right now because I just ate an apple. I have a little bit of it left, but I won't put you guys through that. Even though there are people that enjoy that and there's ASMR. (laughs) So this podcast is a combination of sometimes ASMR and then sometimes, you know, whatever. So abortion, I'm going to give you some food for thought from my perspective. And my perspective is as a gay man born in the United States with Jews sanguinous to Italy, 
who knew he was gay in kindergarten. <laughs> this is why the episodes are going in order. It's just, you're coming with me on this journey, folks. And we'll have a topic each week. This week it's abortion. So this is my perspective, you know. The likelihood of me becoming a parent, especially at this point, I'm going to be, you know, 45 this year. At this point, especially. Unless I end up finding a confused lesbian and having a romp to borrow from American Dad. One of my favorite shows. So I'm probably not going to become uh, a dad, you know, or a parent. Or have to decide with a woman how to proceed with caring for a child, for those that um, want to have a child. So I started, I was thinking about stuff today, and uh, I'm going to share that with you in a second. And that's why I figured today might be a good day to do an abortion episode, because I'm seeing a lot on social media, I'm contributing where I can, I'm trying to support my friends who are women. I am for choice. And I'm going to explain that in a little bit more detail. And I know some of you are thinking, well, of course, you know, liberal, gay, please, 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 please. I will crunch on this apple in 30 seconds. Um, so this is my perspective. Abortion healthcare is what I like to call it so critical on so many levels from a scientific and medical vantage point and that is the consensus of the scientific and medical community at large in the United States and globally around the world we know what happens after conception We know our own species as well as others. We studied this (laughs) and been involved in this, you know, since the dawn of humankind, you know? So life is a beautiful, amazing, awesome thing. Of course it's beautiful. When I was in college, I went to a Catholic university to study biochemistry and then Laboratory medicine. Um, so I got my fill of, you know, philosophy, sociology, and, uh, and science, as well as religious classes. And I remember one of my, um, and we got to pick our religious classes. I really enjoyed them. I, I used to take a lot of them. I loved them. Because I study religions as a passion, as a hobby. But anyway, uh, I was in one of my classes, and I had to do a paper on abortion. And I have it somewhere because, again, the hoarding tendencies are there, but my house is you know, very nice people. My friends can attest to that. Uh, neither here nor there. I remember ending my paper, and this was my te- my professor was a priest. You know, a priest, PhD priest. And him and I didn't always like. <laughs> we would butt heads sometimes. One of my fr- best friends in life, who I went to college with, she was in that class with me, and she knows. <laughs> we always talk about these funny stories. But like the one time I was like, I saw the shroud of turn. I'm going to see the shroud of turn, and he was like, what? And I was like, uh, I said, next week I'm leaving for Italy and I'm going to be seeing the Shroud of Turin. <laughs> so that type of, you know, Carlos snarkiness. I ended the paper by saying, as a former fetus, I'm really glad I wasn't aborted. And, you know, at the time, and 
even today, I still mean that, you know? As a former fetus, I'm glad I wasn't aborted, but I'm here. I lucked onto the planet. I popped onto the planet. And I was an oopsie baby. And my parents, of course, wanted me. They didn't even know what they were getting, and they wanted me. <laughs> Imagine, like, it's like getting an Amazon package every day. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, you gotta laugh. You gotta make the funnies. Uh, so I was like, an, apparently an oopsie baby. My mom always did, my mom and dad always tell me that story where like, they weren't really planning on having any additional children, but you know, my mom got pregnant and that's it. She carried me to term and bloop, I came out in, uh, in the late seventies. So for me, it turned out great because I, I plopped out. <laughs> a better word and more importantly and I think the point that we all all of us I don't care where you're looking at this topic from the greatest point and to me and this is what my thought was earlier today because I was thinking I, I can't I'm not going to be a parent um, I would have loved to have been a dad you know like it would have been really great not that it couldn't have happened or can't happen it's just not for me in this lifetime. So I was thinking, but I'm so, so, um, so blessed, so lucky, so fortunate to have so many children in my life from my friends and family. And that some of them I've watched grow up already and some of them are just starting out. And they mean the world to me. And, you know, in every episode, it seems like I'm going to touch upon some of the same topics. You know, I, I talk about suicidal ideation and those kids save my life every day. Um, and they were definitely like, you know, thinking about them and how I didn't want that to be part of their story. And so that's why I pledge to stay and I work hard to deal with my health problems in a healthy way. And, uh, and adapt to what I'm, you know, going through at this age and stage of my life. So even with all of these ailments that I have, and heartache, and highs and lows, and you know, joys and sadness, and every side, you know, both sides now of life, even though all of that, I'm so grateful to be here, and I'm happy to exist. And the most important thing about all of that, so I'm finally getting to the point, is intent. The morning my mother found out she was pregnant, she never ever, abortion would never even have crossed her mind. No matter, no matter what anyone has told her, even if she would have lived alone on this planet after being born and had no information, she would still want to be a mom because she's that type of woman. So, and there are many mothers out there. And that's why it's so hard to think about and talk about abortion. It's life. And that's what I was thinking about today. And I was thinking, what's the most beautiful thing, in my opinion, Carlo Fuda, because I have one, you know, like everyone. Carlo, what's your, like, what's your most favorite thing about life? And I thought to myself, intent. How beautiful when parents want a child. Whatever set of parents or um, multiplicity of parents are involved in raising that child, if it's with love and good intent and the intent to care and nurture 
and provide and guide and be there. That's the role of a parent. So even though I'm not a parent and I'll never be a parent, I have my own parents and I see my friends and family as parents. And I'm very proud of them. Very proud. So it takes a lot. <laughs> so there are a few reasons why they're so good at it and why I'm so proud of them and why I will never be a parent. Number one, it's a huge responsibility. Huge, huge, huge. These are little human beings. It's like I have a cat, you know, and my cat is beyond pampered and spoiled and healthy and mentally healthy. Like I'm try I try every day. To, so I I will this is why it's good and I'm not a parent either because I would wrap them in bubble wrap. <laughs> so anyway, it's a lot of responsibility. Number 2, it's a lot of money. Number 3, um it's a lot of unknowns, you know. And uncharted territory and there is no handbook and no guidebook for parents. So intent is the key, in my opinion, to when life begins. Because if a, if a mother is pregnant and her child is in utero and someone m- despicably would murder her, that murderer would be responsible for two murders because that mother and possibly a partner had intent to have that baby. So that's where life is. That's the meaning of life. Well, the meaning of life is much more than that, but that's, in my opinion, that's the start of life when there is intent. So then that got me to thinking of other topics, like, okay, so if some of these women and even horrifically more so young women and girls if they get pregnant and at that point then we start looking by what means was it rape was it incest was it an oopsie was it you know um a drunken night and you know and you already have six kids you know who knows who knows but at that moment that you find out you either you know, of course, some people take take time, and that's why abortion rights are so important, because a woman shouldn't have to think of that choice, whether or not she's with or with another person in an instant. It takes time, but there are limits to that time, and that's why we go back to the studies of gestation and, and how long, you know, the whole process takes, and when the cutoff point is, when would that child be able to survive outside of that mother, outside of that body. And also adding to this multi-layered, multi-pronged discussion and support of responsible abortion health care. And when I say that, please do not say things like, oh, well, then people should be more responsible. No, 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 no. Listen, I'm gay and... I am grateful that I do not have any diseases like HIV because, you know, I am grateful that I've been able to practice and, and avoid it. But there there were slip-ups, you know, it could have happened. 
Of course it could happen. And we're going to talk about sex and, and risk factors and COVID um, in future episodes. But um, anyway, yeah, things happen. So don't go there. It's just It just muddies the water and we don't have time for it. It's 632 degrees outside. <laughs> There's a war in Europe and <laughs> we're coming out of a pandemic. Like, get the fuck out of here. Shut up. From both sides. I don't even care. We got to get to the point. And we got to do it quick. I'm just telling you. And this is coming from the gay man, you know. My mouth is dry. I got to bite this apple. Here's an ASMR moment. You can go pee or something or go get a, um, some water. To hydrate. Pardon me. I like to eat my water. And by that, by doing that, I mean like I eat fruit. Like a shit ton of fruit. And and some, and when available, raw vegetables. Because as we know, everything is so expensive. And Biden and the Democrats are not doing what they need to be doing. They are like tiptoeing when they need to make their mark. So... I don't want to hear this show up at the polls bullshit. Yes, I loathe Trump. (laughs) That doesn't change at all. And I am so grateful that we have not had to deal with him over the course of this continuing saga of planet Earth, this reality shit show that we're now all living, especially in the United States and in other parts. But for me personally, because I live here, with my friends. Um, <laughs> this is crazy. So, intent. I had the, the bite of apple rehydrated me. So yeah, eat your fruit, you know. <sighs> so it is a complicated issue, but we have to have multiple approaches and we cannot be throwing these red herrings to muddy up the waters and just, you know, delay us and hijack time and resources and money and create conflict between between people we 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 need to return from that we need to heal from that we need to start now and you cannot heal what you do not reveal so we need to talk about it that's why i'm all transparent about this shit you know so another thing that i wanted to talk about was ectopic pregnancies i am not a woman uh i have never been pregnant I have never uh, gotten another person pregnant uh, because I have had uh, intimate relations with women and um, trans men, even as a gay man. And that's not has anything to do with being gay. It has to do with me being sexually adventurous and very sexy myself. So anyway, um, I've never been pregnant, but I do know someone who had an ectopic pregnancy and did not have health insurance and survived the ordeal and watching because we would, you know, um, we were able to video and talk to one another, watching the pain and suffering and confusion and fear and danger. And me as a medical technologist, I was like, you must go to the emergency room. You must go and you must tell them everything that you need to tell them, all your symptoms, 
what you've been feeling. Because I, my first thought was, oh, yikes, you know, what about blood, you know, because I'm a medical technologist, I've worked in blood bank. I was like, oh, what about um, <laughs> blood types? How early is that, you know, is that a factor, you know, and that's a whole other topic I'm not going to talk about here. But it just, um, as a friend, I, I didn't know what to do. I was there to do whatever. And, um, and abortion wasn't even an option. And healthcare wasn't an option. And fortunately, my friend um, survived and is doing well. And, I'm, you know, and, um, and that's, that's not something that is um, likely. And we cannot have women and young women and girls because it's going to happen, unfortunately. We cannot have women dying. And so the most important point about all of this topic of abortion at the end of the day is no one, no one has the right to tell any person how to use their body. Okay? How to use their body. We don't do that. We don't ask for blood. I've worked in blood bank. There is constantly a shortage of platelets. Dealing and juggling units of blood and platelets and other blood products and Rogam and juggling all these things and with all of the things that are happening right now like uh, delays with logistics you know and shipping and shipments and stuff like that I'm sure that's affecting laboratories and that's where the blood bank is and blood bank is uh, transfusion medicine so anyway look how fired up I got about that my discipline ooh I really miss it I really really do I miss blood bank the most actually from being a medical technologist uh, I don't know if I'll be able to return to that I, I would love to think that uh, that I could at some point, or at least um, involve it in my life. So next week, we're going to be talking about masks. And so it kind of will be involved with my life because this podcast gives me relevance. This podcast gives me something to do. And also I'm hoping that it, um, I'm not telling you what to do. I'm just offering you a little bit of food for thought. Thank you for listening and be sure to check out the blog at foodofthought.com for more information, pictures, and videos from each episode. Join me next week and I'll share more stories, more social commentary, and just a little bit more food for thought with me, your host, Carla Fuda. Have a great week and don't forget, la vita is dolce. Eat it! <laughs>